Wake up! This is episode 46. Did you know that the average person only spends about $1,000 on their mattress? We spend one entire third of our life asleep in our bed and never prioritize the cost of the bed, the pillow, the sheets, none of it. It seems to be viewed as a luxury for middle-aged people that have cash to burn. On today's episode, we're discussing a super simple and innovative way that you can customize your sleeping experience to really make getting into bed and having a snooze a much healthier and recuperative experience through the Good Night Sleep Project. And trust me, if you haven't made this part of your sleeping experience a priority yet, then hopefully this episode will get you there. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Lovely to find myself inside your ears on another interview episode of the show. Now, today's guest does not have the usual resume of many of the guests we have had before because he has attained his success via different avenues and been very successful, I might add. He's an accomplished entrepreneur, which might lead you to ask, how did we end up on a podcast together? Well, as he will share with us soon, he founded the Good Night Sleep Project, which is all about providing people with the perfect pillow to help people attain that perfect night's sleep that we've all been longing for. The custom-made and tailored pillow is patent-pending and selling in multiple countries around the world. And the man responsible is here with me today, Mr. Richard Jacobs, who is dialing in from Austin, Texas in the USA. And not only did he found this venture, but he's also been part of multiple companies and businesses that span the area of law and legal services, marketing. He's authored five books, which is super amazing. And he's also got a podcast as well called The Future Tech Podcast, which has over 1,600 episodes, which is just massive. He's a veteran of the podcast world. And so without further ado, welcome to the show, Richard. How are you going, mate? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Not a problem at all. You've done so many podcasts, man, like 1,600. Well, actually, it's over 2,000. By the end of this year, it'll be like 2,200. I figured my next goal is to get to 5,000 in the next four or five years, which I think I can hit. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like by the time this episode airs, I'll probably be at episode 45 or 50. So that that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory in case listeners want to know. Um, you know, in October 2016, you know, the Trump and Hillary election was going here and you know, I was caught up in it and it was all negative. And at the same time, I was getting emails from a guy named Peter Diamandis. And they were all about AI and 3D printing and stem cells. And you know, when I read those emails, I felt excited and happy and part of the future. And when I read the political stuff, it was just negative. And I, I made a life choice. I want to focus on the positive instead of negative. And I always love to ask questions. So I, I said, I'm going to start a podcast and I have a scheduler. I tell him the topics and he goes and finds people on those topics. And then I interview them. So it's really like just from my own personal knowledge, I want to ask and learn a lot of stuff well with that many episodes your personal knowledge must be in abundance right now yeah i I seem to know a lot about uh, a lot of strange things you know if i go to a party and stuff and someone tells me what they do or they bring something up i can always usually uh give them a few details about something well when the apocalypse comes we'll give you a call (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're talking about the good night sleep project today what is it all about what can you tell us yeah i've had uh sleep problems for years i mean probably like 20 years you know waking up five ten times a night you know 
chronic stuffy nose, um, you know, apnea, which, you know, you stop breathing in your sleep and snoring and all kinds of stuff. And my other businesses are pretty automated. They're running pretty well. And I'm laying in bed with my wife and, you know, I'm complaining to her about the pillow I'm using. It's gone flat again. And she says, oh, I'll take your pillow. And I said, you have like 10 pillows past year. What do you need it for? And she said, I can't find a good one either. And I said, you know, they really need to make a custom one. If you have wide shoulders, it fits you or thin shoulders. I said, that's what they should do. And she says, well, you're always talking ideas. Why don't you go do it? I said, okay, well, I will. And that's how it started. <laughs> I, I, you know, it started from there this past October. Nothing like a challenge from the wife. Yeah, yeah. So um, some of the analogies I've, I've figured out is, uh, you know, you wear prescription eyeglasses. You wouldn't just pick up like Coke bottles and put them on your eyes. And they work a lot better if you do. So there's no reason why you shouldn't have a essentially like a prescription pillow or a custom tailored pillow because it'll help you sleep better. Right? And people I talk to, you know, they have neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, or it takes them two hours to fall asleep. Or like I said, they wake up 20 times or their husband or wife cries that they snore. They don't sleep together. And the pillow is helping with all these things. You know, I'm hearing from customers. And it's because it's it's customized and it's keeping your head and neck aligned the whole night. That's the main reason. And I think the reality that people kind of forget because we're not conscious when we sleep, but we spend a third of our life unconsciously asleep. So being comfortable and healthy in that environment is imperative to, you know, feeling good when you're awake. Well, you know, for listeners and for you, like tilt your head to the side a little bit and then imagine there's 10 pounds of weight on that, you know, three or four kilos, which is the weight of your head. And then keep it like that for eight hours. So if you're not, if you don't have a good pillow, if it's too thin, too thick, you've got a horrible mattress, you know, you're laying in this crooked position for eight hours. What do you think is going to happen to you night after night after night? And you feel like garbage when you wake up, you're not going to sleep well. Yeah, absolutely. How many people suffer from poor or disrupted sleep? Like what are the, what are the stats behind that? Well, a couple of weird ones. So, um, I recently read and have you know, a lot of stories that come to me. Um, well, I'll give you an example. So I made a pillow for a chiropractor near me and he comes and he puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, Rich, that pillow is awesome. I said, oh, good. Well, why? You know? So he says, uh, I've been married for 28 years. And you know what my wife said? I said, what? I'm not snoring anymore. And he, he smiles at me. And I knew what he was saying, like, I'm back in the bed, you know, and good <laughs> yeah. things are happening. <laughs> but so I, um, in my research, I came across a statistic like 25% of all couples don't sleep in the same bed because of snoring, one or both people. So, you know, I mean, it's embarrassing to admit that. Who wants to say like, oh, you know, my wife and I don't sleep together. We sleep in separate rooms or I snore and she'll, she'll lay there and she has to leave after an hour. I mean, it's horrible. That is horrible. What if the husband or the wife, whatever, is like texting someone? What if it leads to an affair? What if the relationship closeness falls apart because of that? So that's like one, you know, when you say like sleep poorly, that's like one way it happens. Another way is insomnia. You know, you lay there and you get like five hours a night because you can't fall asleep. Um, you know, there's apnea when people stop breathing in their sleep and that leads to crashes, leads to diabetes and cancer and weight gain. And so, you know, like it or not, sleep is like absolutely critical for people to get right. And if they don't, like it, it affects your entire life in a bad way. Yeah, I can't believe it's 25% of all married couples. And you know, it's underreported. Because again, who's going to say, oh, yeah, I haven't laid in the bed with my wife in 20 years? Who's going to say that? 
Yeah, oh, there would definitely be a bias uh, as a result of guilt or shame in that, for sure, in that data. I've actually got a friend who, with, who's my age and we're, I'm a, or a bit younger than me, actually. So, he's in his 20s. And um, yeah, he recently did a sleep study and found out he was waking up something like 60 times, 62 times an hour. And he's a tall, skinny guy, doesn't have any weight around his neck at all. But yeah, like that apnea sounds intense. I'm so glad I don't experience it. Yeah, it's very common. And again, you know, people feel bad. Like there's all this cultural pressure around sleep. So like I, I go to bed wait, late and I wake up very late and people are like horrified. Oh my God, you go to bed at three in the morning, get up at 11. And I know part of the culture is the early bird gets the worm. You're a bad person if you sleep late. You know, you're a bad person if you snore, you're fat, you're lazy, you're this, you know, a lot of sleep problems have that underpinning of something's wrong with you. You're defective and that's why you're not sleeping well. So it makes it harder for people to do anything about it and shameful and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Like there's there'd be so much shame involved. And that yeah, that culture that you've got to be a hustler and hustlers get up at 5 a.m. kind of thing. Um, I always, you know, as somebody that preaches health, um, that's kind of, you know, the enemy is that that kind of culture because encouraging people to sacrifice their health in the interest of what they do when they're awake, it's kind of you know, chicken and the egg, like what's more important? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, for many years, I still snore, but it's a lot quieter, but I remember I was, you know, my kids were like, daddy snores and they tease me, you know? And I, I felt bad, but you know, we were going to go on vacation and I thought, Oh no, we, we better get two hotel rooms or an Airbnb with separate bedrooms because I, I can't keep them up all night. I would feel horrible if I did that. You know, I don't want to go on a vacation and, my kids say, you couldn't sleep all night. And my wife says that, like, you know, so it's, it's a big deal, much bigger than people realize. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the good thing is now you've got this pillow that you can take it with you. But I'm really curious, why was the pillow the answer and not the mattress? Or is there some kind of interplay there? Yeah, the mattress will definitely help. Like, so what happens is, you know, I've, I've weighed a lot of people literally laying down in the study of how to do this. So a person carries like 60% of their weight in their hip area and 30% in the shoulders and a few percent in the head. So when you lay in a bed over years, the middle is in a, 
you know, cave in the most. It's got the most weight in the shoulders and the head. So you end up sleeping uphill. If you, you know, if anyone listens while they, you know, thinks about their bed, you eventually sleep uphill. So that affects you in a bad way. And then the pillow itself, again, if it's not the right thickness and all that, that goes flat and the mattress goes flat. So you're end up all contorted. So the mattress is a good idea to get a good one, a new one, but that's a two or three or $4,000 fix. A pillow, meanwhile, could be a hundred, two hundred, three hundred $300 fix. So it's a lot more accessible for people to do than the mattress. I'm not saying don't do the mattress, but you can accomplish a lot of benefit with the right pillow, a lot. Yeah, and I can totally attest to that. I um, had sort of neck pain issues after a sporting injury for years. And um, I, I guess, I like everybody else, I kind of thought that the bigger, softer, and fluffier equaled the more the most comfortable and um yeah i went now my pillow is really thin i'm a back sleeper so my pillow is really thin so that my my head and neck is at the same angle as my back when i'm in the bed um and it's the least likely if you picked it up you'd think it'd be the least likely sleeping apparatus that you would use for comfort but it's the best thing that i ever bought well that's probably because you stand with your head straight up and down a lot of people their heads are forward especially if they're texting all the time you know over years or they're older so they need a thick pillow, even if they're sleeping on their back. But you just did exactly what this does. You figured out, how do I keep my head and my back in alignment? So that can happen on your side or your back, but you figured it out. That's why it works for you. Yeah, it was a, a long task, that's for sure. <laughs> so do you think that this, pro- this problem that you've discovered with everybody with poor sleep and the fact that um, the pillow can solve that, do you think that this is contributed to by poor nutrition and lifestyle as well or is it just the poor sleeping apparatus no i mean well i'll just stay within the confines of sleep i mean sleep is not easy to fix you know you may be uh, eating too close to bed and literally like throwing up in your sleep or digesting and that affects your sleep you may sleep late and you don't have blackout curtains and therefore the sun's coming in and telling your body to wake up too early and you don't want to sleep more you know, um, it may be your pillow, it may be your bed, it may be your sleeping partner. Maybe you're looking at your phone, you know, five minutes before bed or you wake up during the night to check it. Like there are probably 50 different things you could do to hurt your sleep. And then to fix your sleep, there's many things you could do to fix it. So again, the pillow is not end all be all and, and everything needs to be done right in order to sleep well, especially as you get older. I just want to be responsible for one of the big items that can help a lot of people when maybe they've gone through 20 different things and they're still not doing well, or, you know, they just want to like improve their sleep really quickly and the pillow helps them a lot. But again, it's not the only thing that will help people. There's, if you want to sleep well, you have to like figure it out and hack away at it, pick away at it piece by piece to get there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, my question to you is because we're talking about this pillow and marketing sort of does suggest to us that buying softer, fluffier pillows equals comfort. But why is your pillow the pillow? Because it doesn't. So here's what's marketed with pillows. Oh, it's made of a special filler that's hypoallergenic or it's got uh, air channels in it so you can breathe better or, you know, it's really soft and fluffy and luxurious. Well, it doesn't matter how soft the pillow is if your neck is tilted down. It's going to be horribly uncomfortable. It doesn't matter how soft it is if your neck is tilted up. It doesn't matter if it's made of you know pure gold goose feathers if, again, it's not aligned properly and it's not comfortable to you. So 
it, you know, there's pillows now with AI in them where it like watches your sleep and it reports to you on the sleep cycles. Or blah, blah, blah. Who cares if you're not sleeping well? It's not. It's all for naught. So the basic thing to fix is the mechanics of your body when you sleep. If I put your neck and your head and back and all that in a straight line and it's supported right, it's not going to kink and you're not going to have these problems when you sleep and your airway will be unkinked. Your airway is really only the width of a hose pipe. And we all know for spraying a hose and you kink it, it goes, <laughs> that's just like snoring. So like this is a mechanical fix. It's not like futuristic, crazy technology. It's mechanical. And how do I make sure that the mechanics are right? I have to look at you. So we have an app where you have someone take a picture of you and the, the machine vision, this is the futuristic part of it, it measures you. How tall is your head? How wide is your face? How wide are your shoulders? It looks at all that. And then I construct a pillow based on your size. Do you have no neck? Do you have a long neck and a big fat head? You know, do you have wide shoulders? Like everyone's different. And what's out there in the market is small, medium, large, firm, soft. That's not going to even get close to helping most people. Yeah, right. That sounds great. I love that you that people can send through a photo and it's tailor made. Well, I wanted to make it really easy. I mean, I, you know, like my dad dropped me off at the airport after I was visiting him, and I said, "Oh, Dad, I forgot to get your picture for the pillow." And he goes, "Oh, can we do it now?" I said, "Yeah." So I gave him, uh, uh, you know, like a, a a card I had in my wallet, you know, because it acts as a ruler, and I I took a picture of him like. He was like standing right by the side of the road. And then I said, all right, I love you, dad. Bye. And I got on the airplane and went and I made him the pillow. So you can take the picture anywhere. It doesn't matter. Uh, I wanted it to be super convenient for people. That's all they have to do. You don't have to go to a store. You don't have to go on nothing. And it's perfectly tailored to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of convenience, where can all of the listeners find you online to investigate your pillow? Yeah, so we're in the app stores, iOS or Android. You look up custom pillow maker or Goodnight Sleep Project, or you can go on the web, same thing, goodnightssleepproject.com. So those are the two best ways to uh, find it and buy it. Yeah, awesome. Um, and do you have any social media? Yeah, I don't know what they are, but there's some variation of that. But really, the best way is to go to the website and go to, uh, you know, like I said, download the apps. You know, we have a quiz on there that helps identify what's going on with you and how it may help you and all the infos there and pictures and all that stuff. Socials, you know, again, my team does that, but I'm not like on social media all day. Yeah, sure. And I guess for the listeners, so you guys know, as always, I will put all of these links in the show notes below. And if you learned anything in today's episode, or if you went and bought a pillow, take a screenshot or a photo and upload it to social media and tag us both. All our links will be below and share it with a friend because everybody needs better sleep. Now, this last question I always ask every guest because I find the answer super interesting. But what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? It's going to be pretty obvious, but uh, look at your sleep. Like it, Everyone has seven nights a week, okay? How many of them do you wake up feeling great, and how many of them do you wake up going, oh, God, you know, and feel like crap? Well, the goal is, let's say four nights a week, you don't feel well. Let's see if we can get it to three nights a week or two nights a week or one night a week. Go for like little incremental improvements and start analyzing your sleep like, What's going on and why are you not sleeping as well? Are dogs barking? Again, is the sunlight coming in? I mean, little things you can fix um, will really help you and they'll really improve your sleep and that'll improve your overall health big time. 
And last thing I'll say about this is when you feel good, you treat the people around you better. When you don't feel good, you're mean, you're nasty, you're terse, you're, you have all kinds of relationship problems. So you feeling good is not just a selfish thing for you. Like it affects everyone you know. I could not agree more with that point. I I preach a lot of this stuff as well with my clients and I educate people on the fact that sleep is the master health variable and that when you're tired or you know sleeping poorly, nutrition falls off the bandwagon, relationships fall off the bandwagon, your mental health falls off the bandwagon, but it's all dictated fundamentally by the state that you wake up in. Mm, yep. Awesome. Well, Richard, I really appreciate your time and I think you're doing a great thing for the world. So I'm, I'm wrapped to be able to help you get that message out there and hopefully a lot of people can check out your app and your website and I will definitely link everybody to that. Um, yeah, thanks so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, man. No worries. All right, man. We'll have a good day. I know that it's boiling hot where you are in the world. It's freezing here, but <laughs> I hope you can find an air conditioner. Yeah, well, it's a... Uh... What is it, Saturday with you, uh, like the year 2040 or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, 7.30 in the morning of Saturday. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you, you know, shortly. And then uh, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah, no worries, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. All right, Maddie. Take care. Thanks, mate. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.